Well, I think that you just um, when you when you are get so much attention at a very early age, where you have when you haven't fully developed your style or your craft or your you know your your opinion on things, but you do have this genuine desire to express yourself and and be um, and 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 show it to the world, mm -hmm. which is what was happening to me. Um, you know that 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 sometimes when when there's you know an up or a down, which I've had in obviously 20 years of career. Hello, it's Eglantina Zing. You might have heard some things about me, perhaps. And yes, I am all of that and much more. And in my podcast, The Zing with Double G, I will be sharing my views, thoughts, opinions on culture, society, feminism, sex, and all of it. All of that everyone is thinking, but no one dares to talk about. Every Wednesday, I will be offering you a new episode with incredible guests from celebs, friends, big names, authors, artists. And also, since I love talking to myself, will be only me talking my head. The last episode of the season will be exclusively for you guys with my subscribers. So we'll get to chat. I will get to read some of your DMs, play to voice notes and talk basically of whatever you want. So don't forget to subscribe, join the fun and listen to The Zing every Wednesday. You can find The Zing at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcast. Follow me at Eglantina Zing, Z-I-N-G-G to DM and get in touch. Let us explore and lose control. <laughs> Welcome to The Zing, this new episode, The Zing with Double G. Bienvenidos a The Zing con doble G. Um, how should we do English or Spanish we have a big audience in Spanish we have a big audience in English and I have a guest today that is bilingual trilingual because he will try anything for sex <laughs> <laughs> but um, I really appreciate that all you guys have uh, made uh, the Zing your favorite podcast and some of you say in Spanish some of you say in English so this conversation today with a person who is native Uh, Colombian, but has grown up in the U.S., just as me, we're going to be mixing a little bit of both languages, and you're going to have subtitles, but um, I think it works for all of us. So um, I hope you enjoy this conversation, and if you find any value on it, share it, give it some heart, some love, and because by that, you help us creating much more of um, this space for, for conversations like the ones we have at the Zing. My guest today is one of the uh, biggest world acclaim name in the fashion industry. He is uh, an artist, a creator. He has been in the Oprah show. He has dressed uh, the biggest celebrities, Cindy Crawford, Lenny Kravitz, you name it, um, Beyonce, Ashanti, uh, myself. He has presented his collections and he expressed his creativity in the biggest runways in Paris, in New York, in Miami, in Milan, in London. And the world is his oyster. He has collaborated and he is responsible for the Miami City Ballet, for the New York City Ballet. He has uh, collaborated with Desigual, J Balvin, and many others. So I can go on and on making an introduction, but we want to hear from the man himself. So welcome to the Zing, Esteban Cortazar. Thank you. Hello, everybody. And thank you, Eglin, for inviting me to be a part of this. No, come on. It's a pleasure. It's an honor. And um, really, it's an honor to call you my friend mm. because we go back. We do go back. We And have known each other for many years. Many, let's not count. And let's we're both count. Taurus. We celebrate we our We both birthdays. started quite young, so we, uh, we, we continue to... You know. And in this city, in Miami, now you live in Paris, in Cartagena, in Colombia, in LA, in Ibiza, <laughs> but like all over the place. But what does Miami mean to you? Um, LA? I don't live in LA. I love that you I say know, LA. But <laughs> yeah, but I, I go there all the time. I think at some point, kind of like yeah, 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 yeah. Live in Always sippy-toeing. Miami, no, Miami means a lot to me because it is the place that I, I grew up um, and started coming here since I was a little boy. And um, it really marked me and marked my soul and my heart. It's, it's where I think for, very formative years happened in Miami as a teenager. Also me expressing myself as a, 
as a designer and as a creative person and artist and um you know all of those early moments happened here in Miami so it's a place that I call home in many ways and it always brings me back somehow I have the same feeling and sometimes I have a hate and, and, right. and, and love relationship with Miami because I came here back about the time that uh, you were here, 1998, 97. Yeah. Yeah. Miami was a very different place, people. It was a swamp. There was only one nightclub, uh, Gianni Versace, Madonna, Esteban Cortázar, and me. <laughs> well, I was a tiny little boy, but it was, yeah. Bueno, but he's younger than me but at the same time we were the only minors that were in the scene at somehow at some point and uh, i met steven through a dear friend that i have to um and want to give her so much um love chechi Benedetti. yes our uh, chechi what's chechi's name maria 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 cecilia maria cecilia she introduced us She introduced us, and he was um, named a prodigy child because at his very young age, um, he was creating collections for all these big designers, and he was still in high school. Yeah, I was. I was uh, at a very young age. I yeah. I, I was. I went to Dash Design and Architecture Senior High here in Miami, um, but when I was in elementary school, I started doing little fashion shows at school, kind of like imitating what I was seeing in fashion magazines and on fashion television or just being enamored by the scene around my house um, with, you know, seeing so many, you know, Gianni Versace and Todd Oldham and all these um, They designers. were your mentors. Well, they, um, I mean, I, 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 unfortunately with Gianni, I didn't get to really um, experience too much of Gianni because, um, you know, he had breakfast downstairs from where I lived above the news cafe with my dad every morning And so when I was waiting for my school bus, I would always see him and kind of say hi to him. And he, I call him my mentor because I w discovered fashion through him. Like he was, he was the first designer that I remember the day my dad was like that guy that's sitting there. He's a very famous designer. And so then I started to look at all, all of Versace's work and that was a huge introduction of fashion. So the tragedy that happened with his death which was, you know, on a, a very early morning on a summer day in Paris, I mean, in, in Miami, Amen. sorry. I, uh, I, um, I, you know, woke up to that news and it really affected me a lot, that, um, that moment. So, you know, that was just like an introduction to fashion. And Todd really did, be, did become a, a mentor for me in many, many ways. But yeah, I started doing collections in school that led to, Uh, a young, uh, an early start to a, a fashion career. Dude, and talking about Gianni Versace, you guys have done, seen the movie, the series, done by our dear friend Ricky yeah. Martin, Edgar Ramirez, and Penelope Cruz. Uh, but when you remember that you lived that moment, I was not in Miami on that precise second. I was in Venezuela, but Versace had created, since my coming to Miami, I was always very curious about, ah, you know, he bought the house and blah, blah, yeah. and the designer, and it was the top models. And I don't think that era of those top models ever will uh, come back because it was all your friends, Naomi, Cindy, <laughs> uh, you know, Kate, yeah. blah, blah. But... Um, I went into my mom's bathroom. My, my brother and my father were taking a plane from Venezuela, a DC-6, to Africa. So they were crossing the Atlantic, and it's a very, uh, you know, it's a, it's a propel plane. It's not a, 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 a jet plane. Yeah. So the gas on it and the measurement, if you have wind on the front, it will, like, delay your plane, and then you won't make it because you won't have enough gas. So the, my mom was super nervous. And I hear on the news, Versace got killed. And I ran into my mom's bathroom. And I was like, <laughs> my mom got out of the shower, naked, full of soap. What? My son? My husband? And I was like, they killed Versace. Girl, she slapped me. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, you idiot. I was like, Versace. I cannot believe well, it. Well, I was really affected. Like, I, I was... I remember that day, like, if it was yesterday. Yeah. Well, I lived right there, so it happened. So it wasn't, I wasn't only affected by the fact that that had happened, but I was also affected by the fact that there had been such a violent act on my, on my block where I lived, yeah. you know. Um, that had never really been, happened there before, except, you know, in like 
Scarface time, you know. Um, you know, like that. That was just that was there was a different moment of Miami at that time. So I think that brought a lot of, you know, attention to Miami also. Um, and, uh, but yeah. Anyway, but it was it was a, a, a very much a part of my of my beginnings in fashion, and and it was a huge introduction to fashion, and in the best possible way because I was able to witness really beautiful things just right across the street from my house. And when he's saying this, this kid was around 12, 13 yeah, years old? Yeah, so that was around, yeah, like um, 11 and 12, 10, 11, 12 years old. And he started to create his uh, collections. And then uh, in a matter of seconds, I don't know how really, but, uh, but I will tell you, but like I just know Stephen coming out in the opera show, being in the covers of the magazines, doing runway shows, having all the celebrities, and in the middle of all this humongous stardom, uh, at a, such a young age. I know. How do you navigate through it? Now? No, no, no. At that time. At that how time. How do you think you navigate through it? Well, okay. it's interesting to think about how I navigate. Like how navigated. I navigated. Well, how I navigated through that time, and also the perspective I have on on it now, because um, at that time, well, at that time I was just having so much just fun, and there was so such a lack of. I didn't really feel any pressure, and I I just was I was having a. It was very spontaneous. Everything that happened, it wasn't like it was planned, or I didn't have you know stage parents that were pushing me to like be a prodigy kid or. I had a you know a, a, a two bohemian lovely parents that gave me a lot of love and support and push to do whatever I wanted to do to express myself. So that was already something that was great. But um, I was uh, I I wanted to be an actor before wanting to be a um, designer. So I wanted to be a performer of somehow somehow I wanted to be on a stage or I wanted to be in a film or I wanted all of that as a little boy. And then I discovered that fashion was something that really moved me. So I was already very comfortable with like cameras and like lights and microphones and things that I liked since I was a little boy because my mom was a jazz singer when I was little. Um, then she started doing, you know, other things and she went into other worlds, but she always had a very big affinity with music. And um, so I had all these things that uh, that influenced me of why I was able to kind of navigate towards having attention at an early age but you know there's ups and downs to that so um which are well i think that you just um when you when you are get so much attention at a very early age where you have when you haven't fully developed your style or your craft or your you know your your opinion on things but you do have this genuine desire to express yourself and and be um and 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 and, and show it to the world mm -hmm. which is what was happening to me um you know that 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 sometimes when when there's you know an up or a down which i've had in obviously 20 years of career um it's hard you know because you're not you're not you're not you no one prepares you for that can, the, the way that that attention comes it can go then it can come again it can go and i mean you know like you know you've also been doing this for a while so you know when when you know when you grow when you grow up kind of with like opinions from the public eye in some sort of way like i had i started having reviews for my shows and my collections since i'm 17 years old you know people judging it saying whether it's good it's bad it could have been better or it's excellent or you know i had that kind of thing so it helped me also like realize that I'm never going to please anybody for everybody for example like I'm I'm always going to you know it's it's just so good to just do you because you're never going to please everybody that I learned from an early age and that's a nice perspective to have now cuz I don't really care as much anymore where well, I used to care a lot you know I used to care a lot what people would say or think or like we all do in many ways but having it from an early age and I'm also very thankful that I never got really into like, I love, I've always, you know, I, I, as you know, at that time I was going to clubs since I was like 13, you know, full on with like tables and bottles and this, but I never drank. I never really got myself into a dark place. I never did drugs as a teenager. You know, I, I, the, all that stuff came later. Like it was like as an adult, you know, like being more responsible, like 
I was in, in a dark hole that many times child stars can go into when they get attention too young and then they can't stand up to the plate as quickly as people want them to. So that has been a great learning experience for me. Yes, and uh, I love the way that um, that you're expressing it because it's, uh, I remember Esteban at a very young age, we both and we ho both had that uh, sensation of being attended by an incredible public, either were they're for positive or for negative. Uh, but, you know, and how to navigate it because as you said, you were trying to develop your, um, your create yourself. Yeah. But you're also your creator, you're building your brand. Uh, you're building a business and at the same time you're trying to develop who the fuck you are yeah so um, then on the moment did you ever felt that um, you know people taking advantage of um, I mean yeah of your naiveness yeah. or as, yeah. as teenagers yeah. we are yeah. willing to do anything they will give you a kind of hey come over here you're gonna have three cameras and you say yeah hell yeah yeah um, yeah I mean I I have felt that many times of being, you know, feel like you some people take advantage of you or, um, or, you know, it's not, it's not easy when you're so young to deal with things that are maybe premature for you to deal with mm -hmm. because it's business. And because I went into something that, that, um, was not just like a little fu fun hobby, but it became like a thing. Um, And I didn't really know what I was doing for a lot of things at that time. You know what I mean? I, I was just being me and being spontaneous. And I didn't, I took it very seriously, but I didn't take it. I took it as seriously as you can when you are so young. You know what I mean? Because you are, you know, because you're still discovering a lot of things. So, but I did, you know, I've always loved what I do so much. So it has, that has been also a, a, a good shield of, you know, of genuine um, drive and talent that I have that to, sh to show what I, what I do. And I've learned a lot. And I've also, also been a blessed to be mature for my age since I was a, a young kid. And I think that also helped me navigate yeah. um, being in such an adult world at such an early age, because I was in a very adult world at, at such an early age, not only as a starting so young, but because I, I was, I always wanted to be with older people. I always wanted to be with older people. I wanted to party. I wanted to go to the clubs and I wanted to go to the events and I wanted to go to the things and I wanted to be part of it, you know, and my parents would let me. And I was also surrounded by friends that protected me. I was sure. very blessed to be with, with friends like Chechi or like you at that time or friends along the way or, you know, other friends that we that, you know, Crazy that we have in common that have always been very protective or that have had a sisterly or a motherly figure in me in a certain episode or chapter or in my life or continue to be. Um, so that I think that has also been very very grounded. You know, I always had a family to go back to. I always had a friends that loved me to go back to a, a normal kind of idea of life. Like, it's not like I grew up around all this, like, you know, I, it, it was, you know, I just very bohemian style of life in many ways. And many of them, they're still your friends, no? Oh, yeah. 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 So, I have like my, yeah, my dearest core friendships for 20 something years that I made as a teenager. And many of them were older than me. Um, and a lot of people would ask them, like, what are you I doing do hanging out with kid, a 12-year-old? Yeah. Who is this kid? <laughs> and they were all like, but he's like my friend. Because we were. It wasn't like I was being babysat. It was like a real friendship. So you always have conversations and creativity and yeah. ideas that it will connect with other people. Yeah. And I think that love and the respect, you have not only God because it was a cool thing, but you have gained uh, that respect through your consistency through your right. work and well i've also okay. done it through you know it's been through the years and i think paris really has been my your city like my biggest kind of the place where i was able to That's polish my eye polish my craft really learn what i was doing to do what i set out to do as a young kid i think paris really like gave me that push You know? So how's this kid from Bogota, Colombia, arrives to Miami? He's a prodigy child. Your first contract was signed probably when you were still 15. Yeah. 
that around yeah if i don't like 17 well, uh, remember it was malona's company maverick oh no uh, that was oh my god that yes. contract that's so funny yeah uh, no, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was with her brother. With, and with, sometimes with I take Madonna's advantage brother. because I don't know. For right. me, as I we both started a career at a very young age, and anything sounded super spectacular. I was willing to do anything because it's. Uh, well, I mean, imagine at that at that age, you know. I mean, you have you know Christopher Ciccone, who's a, a friend of mine uh, to this day, um, and um, wanted to start documenting my life as a young kid. Um, him being Madonna's brother and you know those are the things I was just exposed to as a little boy here at that did time did he documented something he did a lot yeah did and all of that, that we still have um, all of that uh, footage although there's much a lot of that footage that I have not seen but I really want to see it but you know that'll come at some point but I don't know I had managers at an early age and I don't know about you but uh, have you ever felt like they were like taking advantage they will tell, sell you things for or double sell you or put people I've, on I've the had hardships with hardships, uh, bus- yeah. business partners um, where things have not gone well and um, you know you have to restart or things like that and you know that happens and it's part of the learning curve and I've you know it's all been just part of it's like chapters of the book you know like so I think the learning curve is the most important thing but for me it was like sometimes you know I started at a very young age too and I think uh, it was a, 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 a moment in my life that looking back I kind of regret it because I was like on MTV and there was a, that option of the crossing to the movies and uh, I had this big meeting with this um, Hollywood producer big shot Hollywood producer which everybody knows nowadays, but I'm not going to name any days. But nobody sent me the memo. Your dear friend Sophia was like, go meet them. But nobody showed me the memo that meeting this person going to this casting meant that the um, the currency that we were exchanging was a kind of body currency. And at my 22 years old, I said, like, are you kidding me? Right. Never going to work. And actually, they made my life miserable. 20 years after, I still have emails, my things blocked. And I felt so disappointed uh, with the fact. But if I look back, I regret the fact that I should have, you know, maybe that tiny little penis after everything that I've gone through in my life, I should have given a little... Right. Maybe another story will be will be here. Oh my God! Well, then at the end, what is fame? You know, like is it just having a success? I think integrity is so important, and I've always and I've always. um, So the way you have demons that follow you for the rest of your life. I like to have my integrity in place of however I feel, my instinct, my heart. But sometimes when I drink three tequilas, I go like, "Damn, I I should have." I know. I know. It would have been just. Yeah. A little moment. But then that brings other things, right? So that brings sure. other things that you will feel later or like, you know. Yeah, so demons. Complicated. And and complicated. So because they have the idea of success and success means that you are at this point. But success can also be being able to be true and having that integrity to whatever. And you have explore, you have explore so many other branches of um, of what a fashion designer you have taken it into as an artist as a creator that sometimes is not very much understood in in a common world that everybody has a, a massive fashion but mierda, o sea, doing the New York City ballet oh. the the designs for yeah. the Oscars the, the I mean I love doing projects like that. Um, because they expand my creative muscles into other avenues that I love to explore. And I, like I said earlier, like I wanted to be like more of a showman performer. I wanted to be on Broadway. I mean, I had a lot of these types of thoughts as a little boy. So doing a ballet for Miami City Ballet or for New York City Ballet or doing a performance piece for stage has always been something that I love. Um, I just like doing not just that. I like doing different things. So that's why I kind of... In the past few years, I have left the fashion calendar a little bit on the side for now and uh, focused on collaborations or special projects um, of all kinds that can allow me to be more of a creative person and an artist um, and not just a designer that's making 
clothes to sell and to put on a runway. Like I love all of that, but I have done it for a while and I, and, and there's a lot of difficulties in that business. I mean, it's an industry that's tough. So, um, after so long, like I was like really like figuring out like, what is it that I want? And there was a lot of things I felt like I was not exploring mm. in my creativity which is why I started doing projects like this. And because the, also I didn't look for them. They started coming to me. So I was like, okay, it's why is this deep. coming to me? Why am I being brought back to Miami in such a nice way all of a sudden? Why am I, you know, like reconnecting a lot with my roots and where I come from, but not leaving behind the last 15 years of my life in, in France, in Paris and integrating things more and mixing things more and not being afraid of that and like I really don't like this idea that you have to put yourself in a box and define yourself in an aesthetic and stick to that and when you do that when you do have a when you have a brand in a way you kind of taught that that's how you do it you know you you bring your DNA into place and then you that's and that's that's the world and that's that's what it continues to be in the way I'm doing it now I can kind of navigate all kinds of different ways of doing um, a project based on what I'm what I'm being influenced at the moment by or by um, whatever personal connection I have with the project that I want to bring to the table. So it just gives me more, more freedom to work this way. Before it was like very much in a bubble of like high fashion, and I love that. I love that but I love other things a lot as well, so. I mean, it sounds amazing. I do, like, like uh, you know, after that experience, I never wanted to do anything to with the entertainment industry. And then I went all sumergida in right. the world of social impact, and I created my foundation, and I went to work with the United Nations right. and all the vulnerable communities. And now, the liberty of that freedom of having platforms of technology that helps you to create this communication as Oprah interview you. Oprah is a dear uh, supporter of Goleadoras. And she always tell me, Eglantina, what is your purpose? And I was like, ah, the girl's in the field. And she's like, no, it's your voice is the way you touch people's heart. And during the pandemic, I understood and I was able to heal all that uh, idea of you know, I don't want to be defined in a box. Neither do I have to because I don't think a definition will make you. You're in constant evolution, and that's what I really appreciate of your work. And Eric. you talk about this a lot in your in your. I podcast. do because I've, I've I think heard you people talk about sometimes this. are so subjected to the recipe, right? And people like you that have gone ups and downs and brought and the creation and the creativity is always there, and you find other branches to explore, to expand right. your your nature. But most people define success about having some stability, of having some money. Right. And whatever you have to do for that is whatever you have to do. You are an adventurous. You are a wild animal. And to yeah. be able to say it so freely, that takes some guts. Oh, I, I really the, just, I really don't care anymore. I really like to talk about it because I want to inspire other people yes, to live that way. because sometimes, exactly. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Do not be afraid because I can't be the only one that feels that way. And I'm sure a lot of other people in my industry sometimes feel that way and have a, have a struggle with it. And sometimes you have to just run a certain run to then, to then get there. Exactly. I don't think I could have, I would have not had this conversation with you five years ago. No, and, neither you know, I was on that place and I don't think neither of you were on that place. No, but <clears throat> and that's I okay. never even had a podcast. Right. So two years right. ago I started right. because I insisted and this is made I, out of love and I truly thank everybody for loving it and liking it. I think that, okay. you know, it's, it's, it's honest. Man. Life has changed. World has changed. We're also living in a very, very complicated world right now. And you know, in somewhat very dark, like, you know, situations that are taking place. And I feel like, you know, there's already so much fear that is that exists in a, so much that these are these are fears that should come, you know, easy to kind of just, you know, like resolve and, and explore and just take risks because, you know, it's 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 already you know it, it difficult out there. So you know, it just made me feel happier to make those choices. And it was scary, and it was risky, and it continues to be risky, and it continues <laughs> to be scary. And 
I'm happy doing it. You know, sometimes I'm sometimes I can feel a bit more lost. Other times I feel very confident about what I'm gonna do next because when you do a lot of different projects and things, you know, it's not like what you're talking about, like that. This like this is this stable thing. You have like a I'm, you know, I do have, you know. There are projects that, of course, have more of like that stability of like, you know, you it, they, they run for a long period of time or it's something that but or like I come to Miami and then I go to Colombia and then I'm going back to Paris and then I come back to wherever. And that's my life right now. And so then there's like sometimes a lack of like feeling like where's home. But, you know, like I just start I start to not. Then you put all this pressure on yourself to have to figure out that, that you have to have it figured out or that you have to have the answers to everything right away because that's how everybody makes you feel. Or not everybody, but just like Most life, society in general makes you feel like that's the way to do it, the famous recipe that you just said. And then you realize like, no, it's not. And I design my own thing. And, right. And you know, it's my fine. Own track and yeah. design my own. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had it figured, I mean... I've had it, I guess, so, I thought I've had it figured out <laughs> since I was such a teenager. And I realized that, you know, I, I, I've, you know, it, I've had it, like, it's okay to um, explore other avenues and things at a certain point in your life. I am going through that now and it's yeah. very exciting. It's amazing that you give yourself that chance. Yeah. And sometimes we are so, uh, when I talk about goleadoras, it's like, so, we talk so many times about the first, uh, the second opportunities. But to give somebody the first opportunity, to give them a platform that they can learn, and uh, it's not only about the foundation, but um, we're so afraid to try something different because of the, the fear of failure. Right. And when you fail, you learn. And like in football, there was a famous Uruguayan writer who said, in, foot, uh, in football, like in life, you never lose. You either win or you learn. So everything is a learning process. So if you don't allow yourself to commit those mistakes, to learn from them and to evolve, then, man, you're going to be stuck, resentful, and right. uh, with the thoughts of would have, could have, should have. Yeah. And, uh, and that's a very sad position to be in. Yeah. So when you have those gods to li liberate yourself, to give yourself the freedom to create, to love. And I think we share that since a very young age. And my life has been a roller coaster in many angles but um uh, i'm super if i yesterday the other day it was my birthday and i was thinking about it and i'm just so grateful because everything that i've done i've done it with my heart everything i've learned and the people that i have nurtured to get to meet from all different sectors in life for the opportunities that i have had to travel uh and this opportunity to be able to connect with so many people that find some kind of value in these conversations because they're feeling the same trap of a society, of a cultural idea of being perfect, of this yeah. uh, pressure of doing well, of being the best sister, the best brother, of uh, getting married. Well, also kids. just this idea of competition. You know, I think we also we 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 tend to also have this side or have this pressure of being competitive and there's you got to be you know you got there's so many people doing yeah. their thing out there and i think yeah it's 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 hard because not everybody is as competitive as, as other people are so you got to just do your own thing and run your own race because if not then you're always going to be comparing yourself to other people you're comparing yourself to you know other people's success or um And you don't even smell their own roses that you've that bloomed you've out of you, planted, that you've planted. <laughs> and I always say that a lot to my friends. I, I always tell them, you know, because I, I surround myself with a lot of people that are like creators doing, like, uh, that are entrepreneurs in their own ways and that are, you know, hustling and going and, and trying and failing, but then start again and then successes. And, I, you know, there's so many people like that in my life. And a lot of them sometimes don't stop and smell the roses. You know, you got to stop and smell the roses sometimes that you've that have bloomed just, you know, and that's already a huge thing. I, I actually saw an, an Oprah thing the other day. I'm speaking of. Yeah, but I, <laughs> Hello, did, see, I did see a, a thing of like, uh, you know, um, her like going up a hike with Gail. <laughs> and then they're like that sometimes you got to stop as you're hiking 
and not worry so much about you know where you the need goal. to go, but look how far you've come. When I heard that, it really reminded me of when I say that a lot to my friends about stop and smell the roses because it's really true and people get stuck too much in the end goal. And, and it's, it's like, what's the end goal? goal? My it's dad always says, you know, tomorrow doesn't exist, today. you know, so, you know, live today, live today, because tomorrow doesn't exist yesterday yeah. or along the way. But um, you should. And uh, I'm sure if you look back at, at, at your whole accomplishments, I did it right now on my birthday. And as I said, I feel super happy and yeah. super proud. I could die tomorrow with <laughs> so much and I don't want to die tomorrow. I want to live to 105. But we always come, uh, say it here on the podcast and uh, everywhere I say it because, uh, especially for women, they we have so much pressure on it. And uh, for men, they have a lot of pressure. But you guys celebrate in many other ways. But um, we're constantly putting the bar higher and higher right. and higher. I need to be this. And it's super sexy to be called the girl boss and the boss lady and the super woman and the super mother and the super right. wife. And the super Man, some days I don't want to be super anything. Right. I just want to be pampered and this. Right. And to celebrate the small victories because if not, you focus on that goal and uh, you're never going to be able to enjoy that uh, road that you have paved exactly. or that you, you have um, recorrido. Uh, I think it's very important to do that because it's going to give you the sensation of satisfaction, of learning, of appreciation to move forward. But, um, but uh, yeah, that was a very touchy subject. I know, no, it, it is, but it's, it's nice to talk about. You know, people don't talk so much about um, these types of things, you know? Like, I mean, like, it's, 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 it's always, well, I don't know, because it's all, because, well, at least in, in the business that I've been in for a long yeah, time, it's a, I am this and this and this and this, and no, I do this and this. Though no, it's a perception thing too. It's all a business based on perception and what other people will think. What other people? It's an image thing. We're very much entertainment is too. It's an image. We're showing something to the world, and people have opinions about it, and that's just how it is. So I think that people don't people show off when things are great, and they put a facade or not. Not not in a bad way because it's not necessarily a bad facade, but people just want to show, or it's not a facade, but just showing like the the all the great things. At the same time, I think it's you know it's such a scary world, this digital world, also like and social media and everything because it just also puts a different kind of pressure. Like all of a sudden now there's a pressure to put pressure. Like <laughs> oh now you should show you should tell everybody when you're going through something really hard. Not necessarily, you know what I mean. I think. It's not also necessarily because you have to be real, man. And you got to be real. You got to be real. I think that's what people want. But you also have to know why why you're do what 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 are you why are you doing it? What what why are you if you're going to talk about um, things? But when I do things with students that I do all the time, Mm -hmm. or I go to like certain you know colleges or schools, or I do anything like that, I I love to talk about these types of things because this is the thing that they don't teach you in schools. You know, like this like you know. It's not gonna be easy, and it's not going to, you know, and, and it, and it, in this, it's not. And it's also, the, what's also most of the most amazing things are not easy. So, like, they're not easy to accomplish. It's not. It's part of the. So you gotta show, enjoy the process, enjoy the ride, you know, and not take it that seriously. Sometimes when I say that, I'm worried that people will, uh, will, you know, will misinterpret like that. I don't take what I do seriously. Of course, I do. But it can't be taken that seriously where you get um, like where you put a cloud over your own well-being or the well-being of your loved ones or your your personal values and well-being about what you want in your life. Like, you know, that's that I don't I don't like that so much. So you have to see we're not having rockets uh, in the in space or anything we're not the president of the world so sometimes it's like ah right. you have to send me an email and well it's just like, fashion you know for me yeah. at least it's really just you know it's it's something I mean, that's meant to be enjoyable and i like having fun while i work i like collaborating with people i don't like to treat people bad or mean i like to be kind you know i can be tough but i like to you know um I, I, I like a nice environment to work in and, and, and project that. And I think that, um, you know, it's cool to be kind and, and, and it's nice to be, you know, and, 
and 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 when you go that fast and you're going in that velocity like that I was going before, you know, it it's harder. It's harder to be that As way. You say it's a fashion calendar. It burns you. Yeah, you have to create three thousand collections for this. He was a creative the, the director for Ungaro for a bit. For a moment, and yeah. I would have killed anybody because then they put Lindsay Lohan <laughs> as a creative director. They were kind of ahead of their time, though, because that's kind of the way that things have gotten at this point. So, that is how the do you way think that... about fashion when you started to what now it is? The shit show. Well, I'm very, very blessed that I grew up and I did the way that you know I that I started in the time that I started because it was a time of like fashion. You know, there was just. It was smaller. It was more it was, mom and pop in many yes. ways. You know, I just had. It was smaller. It was in. It was a smaller industry. It had. There was. There was real. The people that were in it were really because they really, really loved it. And then fashion, little by little, became like entertainment for the mm -hmm. world, um, which is great. I mean, I love that it has gotten that way, and it became massive industry of lots of business and money, um, bigger than ever. So it became so much bigger, so much more important, um, and so much more celebrity in terms of like fashion became a huge celebrity. Mm -hmm. You know, fashion was uh, a, a, a business, you know, and something that you did and, it, you know, it had, but it became just more and more and more and more. So I have seen it grow in that way. And I've also seen people come, people go, you know, it's very not consistent in that way. Like it, it can, it can, it can adore you one second and not know who you are the next. And that's how fashion is, you know? And, and you just you... got to... Uh -huh. no, no, I love it. Come, no, you come. just got to... <laughs> you just got to know, like, you just have to really know yourself and and do and do you and, um, and be genuine and be authentic and be original and not copy around what people do and just, you know, really... But fashion really did become a different kind of industry i mean there's if there's fashion designers there's fashion brands there's celebrities that become designers there's everything out there now in fashion which is why i think ungaro the executives at the time were very much ahead of the time maybe i would have said yes if we were in that today <laughs> i think about it sometimes no. because i because it's something that you know because fashion has become that At that time, it was very interesting because, but and I don't regret, of course, saying no to that whole situation because because it was really what I felt. My integrity that we were talking about earlier was was very clear that that's not what I wanted for me, and I wasn't doing, I wasn't being a fashion. I wasn't in fashion to be a celebrity. I was being in fashion because I love mm -hmm. creating fashion, um, and because I was so young, sometimes people misinterpreted me as just this like child little celebrity okay. designer because I hadn't proved myself yet as a designer. It was normal. I was very young, you know. That came later. That came later with my collections in Paris and the work I've done that I've able now to be at a place where I can kind of make my choice about how I want to reshape or reinvent myself in my career as a fashion designer and artist and creator. And, you know, it's through all of those experiences. <laughs> I'm so proud of you, man. Uh, yeah, man. Ah, thank you. I thank love you. him. Thank you. But we talk. I think as as I the as I I hear you speak and I look at you, I feel the passion and the love of that I've seen in you for fashion since I know you. But you're a busy man. You travel so much. How do you balance having the work work you do, the traveling with? Having a a relationship, somebody who loves I know. And you go back home. And I think my heart is more open now to to fall in love. I would love to fall in love. I I think maybe I was I was just too like work 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 for a while and and friends 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 lots of friends. I love friends. You know, like I friends are my friends in my life. Like I through different chapters, through different oh, cities, man. through different places, experiences, work friends. I really cherish my friendships and I try to nurture them and I try to um, invest into them as much as I can. And my mom always makes fun of me because she always says like, oh my God, you have too many friends or you're always like so friendly. But I am, you know, and it's just, it's something I, I really do love. But a lot of times I put a lot of, you know, time in that and time in my work and then maybe I put aside a little bit of like meaning, meeting somebody that can go a little bit deeper than 
more of a more than a friend. So let's see. You know, I don't know how to answer the question of how I balance it because clearly I don't balance it. Ay, we're gonna fix that here at the Zing. Esteban Cortazo. So I'm single and available. He's no, single, trilingual, and ready to mingle. Call, <laughs> call me up, DM me because I'm looking for my third spot so I can go out to heaven. Oh my God. Gracias. No, I think sometimes you have to just have be open and yeah. And uh, he's um, he's traveling all around the world, and now he has an exciting project that's coming up, which is. Yeah, well, talking about diversity in projects, because it's like I try to do so many. So, you know, I'm going from like one world of doing the costumes for the Miami City Ballet to a capsule collection collaboration that's been in the works for a bit with the Paris Saint-Germain, with the soccer team Paris Saint-Germain. Goal, goal. And the next one's going to be Goleadoras. Yes. But I think they all have um, this uh, great communication about Art, music, fashion. Well, there's always a common thread of, yeah, my love for movement and color and Latin heat and um, dance and music. And Where can we find that collection? It's coming out. It's when? going to, it's exclusive. It's will, um, it, it comes out on May 4th um, and it's exclusive on PSG.com and um, selected PSG stores around the world, like LA, Tokyo, Paris, um, uh, one opening here in Miami. So we're going to get PSG by Esteban Cortázar. Yeah, soon super enough, we're exciting. Goleadoras. Imagine, for, the, imagine how different the two worlds are and then how much. But you, you know learn. what? They asked me the same thing because like, how can a girl who comes from the modeling world, from the music and, and t television ends up uh, with a soccer organization that has more than 5,000 girls, most of them in Colombia, which they, they um, qualified to go to the World Cup in Qatar. With wow. Qatar Foundation is one of our big sponsors. And the Sheja Mosa selected out of the six programs that we have the girls from Chocó, Colombia. Have you been to Chocó? I've never been to so, Chocó. So Chocó is a magical no, place. I know. But it's a place with I, a lot of challenges, man. I know. And 10 of these girls have never been on a plane, have never left their distrito, municipio. Wow. And they travel 14,000 kilometers. Esteban, they killed it. Not only raising their voice with so much Afro-American girls playing soccer. They met 36 other teams from all over the world. They express and exchange challenges, ideas, solutions. They were able to speak in front of 300, 300 media, international media, came out in Al Jazeera all over the place, were able to show their folklore with a dance from, from Chocó with an original a musician and their folkloric dance. You die. These girls graduated uh, a few days ago, and um, you see the change. I thought I was going to change their lives, and ultimately they ended up changing my life with the humility, with the appreciation, with the will, with the dream, with the, the hope. Of what a lovely project. Wanting to do, but I don't do any, I show them how to fish. They just get empowered, and I give them opportunities and platforms and a, a hand to not just come in a program for a year, but to continue in exhaling in different sectors. Either it's by continuing education, technology, opportunities that can enhance them, and they become agents of change. Right. Now I have a multiplying group of 10 girls, and I have 200 girls that want to be part of a program. And um, little by little, That's I started incredible. 13 years ago. And nobody will give a chance for girls playing soccer or for a non-for-profit. The PSG is, has a women's soccer team. But it's not a soccer is not soccer is not our ends mean. Soccer right. is just an excuse. Right. Through soccer, we break the stereotypes of right. what girls can do and cannot do. Right. Through soccer, we teach them through the intuitive uh, form of the game, mm -hmm. a healthy competition, um, the benefits that you have in your health and in your body, but sorority, teamwork. Right. Each one of them have a position, so each one of them have an ability or something that they bring in together as a team, so they have a self of belonging. And in any case, the, um, the results or the KPIs or the measurements of impact have been incredible. It's a low cost. I can go on and on and talk about goleadoras, but you have to see them. I invite you to come to the Nike Cup I and, would uh, love. in Bogota. When is that? And, But what was it? It's on the 24th of June. We're having the Goleadoras World Cup that we partner with Nike. Oh my God, in... I'm in Bogota. 20... I'm... So please come. 
So you're going to yes, be in Bogota yes, at the yeah. end of June? Yes. I'm 24th, going to be there. 24th of June is our World That's Cup. That's amazing. So come. I'm we have happen fr- to be there. We have teams coming from Ecuador, from Panama. Uh, we have bowled up a great of collaborators, individuals, the uh, private sector, the public sector that actually have been seeing the benefits of like, how can you really talk about education and progress if FIFA has more member states than the United wow. Nations? And in 70% of the countries, these girls are not well seen to come and play football or not welcome because marimacha, right. the stereotypes, girls do this, right. you cannot do this. And, um, and it's not a coincidence that all the women for the Fortune 500 that have success in different sectors from architecture to uh, engineering to aeronautica, they attribute that to having a better self-esteem, communication, teamwork, leadership, because they practice a team sport at a young age. Right. So when you wow. talk about education, progress, you're leaving out 50% of the population because you're getting them out of the most essential thing of playing um, the most popular sport in the world. But we're um, going back to they're disconnected. They always ask me that, and they did this interview for me in, in Vogue uh, recently. And... Um, even though they seem to be very different, music, fashion, uh, art, football, they are universal language. They're great catalysts. And they all have one hilo um, conductor. And through my career, I've been able to add voices like Ricky, mm-hmm. uh, like soccer players, Falcao, this one, from different sectors, either from the private Carmen, uh, right. Dana Castellanos, have people to multiply the message and with that you start supporting normalizing and giving a little bit more of um of space for activities like this to grow that's so amazing well whatever i can do to help mi amor te amo bendiciones y locuras and i can't wait to get the psg collection and to have a collaboration with goleadoras and girls with balls yes. with my dearest friend and loving from ever since I'm 17, Babe. we jumped together in our birthday parties, and uh, he showed me how to walk the runway. And right now, we're going to show you how he showed me how to oh run. Oh my God! If to I... see if I learn anything, I'm not sure if I still oh walk the God. runway, but we've walked the world together. Thank you, everybody. Esteban, Thank gracias. You. Thank you gracias for having for me. Thank you, Egan. Check it out. Stay tuned. Besos. Wow.